Hello, and welcome to show number 2311 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. In 2023, we are releasing the Victor Reader Stream third generation. And for those of you that liked all the previous Victor Readers, you'll be interested to learn what's coming in the new version. We'll speak with Matthew Paquette, product manager of Victor Reader Products, and Peter Tusick, director of strategic partnerships, both at Humanware, about this accessible, palm-sized multimedia device and why you might enjoy using it. But first for our tip of the week. Well, this week with two guests, we have two tips. First, from Peter Tusick. Oftentimes, one of the first questions I'm asked is, how can I move content between what is on my SD card and what is on my internal memory? And how do I go about putting things from, you know, I download a podcast, for instance, and it's in my internal memory. How do I bring that to my SD card? The piece to remember here is your number three key on the Victor Reader stream. Think of it as your action key. You're looking to delete. You're looking to move something. Um, oftentimes, the number three will be one of your best friends when you need just a tiny bit of contextual help. So that's really where, uh, where for our stream users, certainly that number three key, not always, but it can be a great way if you're just thinking of, gosh, I can't remember how to delete or remove a favorite or something, can always be a great tip and something to remember. Stick with that three key. And another useful tip from Matthew Paquette. And if uh, for my tip, uh, I would say we have on the Stream 3 a new shortcut. So if you need to know what your serial number is, previously on the Stream 2, you would have to press 0 and go through a lot of information. That's the information menu. You can now just press and hold the number 5 key, and it'll give you your version number as well as your serial number. So that's much quicker, especially when you need to retrieve your serial number to register with BARD, for example. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by... Insight.org, N-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G, and Insight U, providing accessible on-demand and virtual instructor-led classes, programs, and workshops to support career skills training and professional development for individuals who are blind or have low vision or are veterans. Insight, a vision for talent. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Peter and Matthew and getting an overview of what Humanware does. Today we have two representatives from Humanware that we'll be talking to about a recently introduced product. But first we'll have them introduce themselves. So Peter, why don't we start with you? Thank you so much, Pete. It is absolutely fantastic to be here. My name is Peter Tusick, and I'm the Director of Strategic Partnerships for Humanware. Um, I'm based in Chicago, and I certainly do lots and lots of travel, and I work uh, ex exclusively in the blindness space, uh, working with our Braille and blindness products, like the Victor Reader line of products and then some of the GPS pieces we do. And primarily, my role is kind of trifold. It is to work in education, uh, manage our team of product specialists, and then also work closely with product management like Matt and also uh, working with uh, our key partners, um, be it blindness organizations or government entities um, in various parts of the world. So kind of a tripartite piece to uh, the puzzle that is me. 
And we also have Matthew with us. Maybe you can introduce yourself and tell us what you do, Matthew. Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for having us on today. Uh, my name is Matthew Paquette. Uh, I'm actually from Quebec. So if you hear a tinge of an accent in my voice, that's because French is my main language and English is my second language. Uh, but yeah, I am the product manager here at Humanware are for all of our audio assistant products. So that's the Victor Reader Stream, uh, the Victor Reader Trek Stratus uh, product line, as well as the GPS products, uh, such as the Stellar Trek that we launched recently. Most of our listeners and most of your customers have visual impairments. Does either of you? So I am totally blind. I've been a Braille reader since I was about three years old. I do have light perception, but I'm a cane user and I am both, you know, a user of these products myself, in addition to many others, and certainly also work with a wide variety of end users um, just in, in my travels. And Matthew? As for myself, I am fully sighted. Uh, when I came on board at Humanware about two years ago, I was doing support on the low vision product line, which does require uh, some vision. And But yeah, I am fully sighted. Now, you both talked about audio products, Braille products. Can you give us a quick summary of the Humanware product line before we get into the details of your new product announcement? Our goal uh, at Humanware, and we've been in this space for, this is our 35th year of existence. Um, we produce products for all levels of vision loss. You know, this will range from the refreshable Braille devices, whether they are Braille displays or sort of terminal devices that work with a screen reader. Um, on a computer, on a phone or tablet to allow refreshable Braille output. Uh, we also make standalone Braille tablets that will be fully certified tablets that have lots of standalone features, not requiring a screen reader or a computer for Braille-centric applications, email, internet, word processing, and as well as being a very simple linear sort of interface. So we do lots of the refreshable Braille on the entire spectrum, various sizes of devices, and then we make products that are low vision uh, devices, so near and distance magnification, um, a handheld product line, as well as fully connected devices that can do optical character recognition, various reading modes, and have full connectivity out into the digital app space. Um, and then thirdly, we do have the talking product line, which is our auditory product. So the Victor Reader line, the GPS or Trek line, Trekker or Trek line. Um, and so we, we really want to make products for not only all levels of vision loss, but for all ages of users. So when we build products, we're doing that for users who may range from three years old or four years old, all the way up to over a hundred years old uh, as, as well. So we try to really fit that mold um, and, and provide products for all levels of vision loss. And we know that our users are going to be all different ages as well as cognitive abilities as well. Well, that's great because people have all different uses for these products and varying degrees of vision limitations. Yeah, for sure. And and on top of that, there's also the fact that it is very different from user to user, from person to person, when you go from someone who was blind when they were born versus someone who had their sight for most of their lives and then they lost it later in life. And we are designing our products to fit both those uh, type of people. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the Victor Reader Stream 3 portable multimedia device recently released by Humanware. 
Well, today we wanted to speak specifically about a new product that you recently announced. You've been making the Victor Reader line of products for a very long time, but now you have a new addition to that line. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Victor Reader products do? And then we can talk in more detail about the newest product. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Victor Reader stream, uh, the first generation came uh, in the late 2000s. So I'm going to say 2007 or 2008, which was the very first generation of Victor Reader products. So basically they came out as a book reader. For those of you who wonder why it's called Victor, it's named after Victor Hugo, the famous author. Oh, I never knew that. And there you go. So it's a fun little tidbit. This, this product came out. It was just book reading, text files and basic stuff. In 2013, so about 10 years ago, in March of 2013, we released the Victor Reader Stream second generation, or the two, which brought on internet capabilities. So we added Wi-Fi, and that allowed us to expand book reading, but also add podcasts and internet radio. So now, not only could you download your books on your computer and put them on the stream, but you could also download them directly onto the device and access internet radio stations, access podcasts, and so on. And now, 10 years later, in, in 2023, we are releasing the Victor Reader Stream 3rd Generation, uh, which will be an improvement over the Victor Reader Stream 2. We've obviously made uh, some changes, but we kept it very, very similar to the Stream 2, so that one of our main objectives was that someone who had a Stream 2 would be able to pick up a Stream 3 and use it right away without any kind of having to learn a lot of new stuff and everything. Is the human interface pretty much the same as it used to be with the physical buttons, or have you changed the interface? We conducted lots of user research, and, and there were many, many of your listeners will have filled out and participated in some of the surveys we sent out. And what we overwhelmingly heard was, we do not want humanware to reinvent the wheel. Uh, we want humanware to give us the Victor Reader stream we know and love, but modernized. We want modernized hardware. You know, everyone wants the technology today to be smaller or thinner. I um, certainly have done that. But modern hardware, and, and we can get into some of those very nitty-gritty details. But as far as the footprint goes, Nancy, it's a fantastic question because it is exactly the same as far as the button locations and layout as a Victor Reader Stream second gen. The only real physical difference is going to be on a couple of the port locations and then also on a, a cover that has been added over the SD card slot. But the, the functionality for, for all intents and purposes, the physical button layout is going to be identical. Which is great because one of the things that Victor Reader Stream is known for is having buttons that are really easy to deal with without vision because they're different shapes and sizes and stuff. Yeah, and we've actually added a little bit of a texture on the 2, 4, 6, and 8 in the form of little ridges. So on the 2, it's on the top, on the 4, it's on the left side, on the 6, it's on the right side, and the 8, the bottom. And this way, when you place your fingers on the keys, you can more easily see which keys you're on. There's also the two little raised dots on the number 5 that we had also on the string 2. So let's talk about some of the new enhancements that prompted you to make a new version of the Victor Reader stream. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, one of the biggest things that came out of that survey we put out about two years ago was Bluetooth. So people wanted to have Bluetooth on the device. And uh, obviously, when we made the stream two about 10 years ago, Bluetooth was a technology that was available, but it wasn't as affordable. It wasn't as common as it is today. So it would have been very expensive to put it on back then in that design. We're in 2023. And nowadays, you know, 
you can almost uh, find headphones, Bluetooth headphones in serial boxes. So, I mean, they're, <laughs> they've gone cheap, quite cheap. And uh, so, yeah, so we've added Bluetooth to the device as the main big thing. But we've also made a lot of improvement uh, on the bun side. For example, the buns are now rubbery. So the texture of the bun is much better. It allows for better grip. It's better feeling for the fingers. The small improvements we made, like the little flap that goes over the SD card, as Peter mentioned, will allow for dust protection as well as uh, prevent accidental ejection of the SD card. And then, yeah, we've made some changes. It's a more modern, faster Wi-Fi chip. We now have 16 gig of internal storage, and it's usable by the end users if they wish to use it. We have a better speaker, so the speaker is both louder and sounds better. And we allow for SD cards up to one terabyte now, uh, which is a much bigger than what we had on the Stream 2, which was 32 gigs. Oh, and one thing I didn't mention, and I should have, because it was also one of the biggest things that people wanted to see changed on the Stream 2, is we went to USB-C for the charging port. So the Stream 2 had a micro USB port, which is not easy to use, even for people with sight. I myself am sighted, and as I said before, and I, I never plugged it in right the first time. Now with USB-C, either way, you can plug it in, and it'll just go in. It's much easier, much more user-friendly, and also much more robust. Those sound like some great enhancements. The Bluetooth capability is particularly exciting. I can't tell you how many devices I've had in the old days when you have a wire going to the device and you get strangled in the wire when you're moving around because you're often doing other things when you're listening to audio. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of wires, because that's one important thing, and I just want to speak to it because it really shows how humanware listens to their customers and their their users. On the Stream 2, you had a port for a headphone jack and a microphone jack, so 3.5 millimeter jacks for both. And uh, when we did the Victor Reader Trek in 2017, back then, I'm going to say we, but I wasn't humanware back then, but they decided to put a single port for both. So a single port that was working both as a microphone and a headphone port. And we got a lot of negative feedback from the community saying that they would rather keep both separate, mainly because of the fact that having a separate head, uh, microphone jack allows for stereo input. And uh, on the Stream 3, people will be pleased to know that not only do we still have those ports, but they are now separate again. So you will have a headphone jack and a microphone jack. Tell us a little bit about the size of the device. So if you're familiar with uh, the Victor Reader Stream 2, I would say it's exactly the same size. It's a little bit lighter, uh, so it's a little bit smaller than a small cell phone. What about the battery? How long does the battery take to charge, and how long will it last when one is reading? So in terms of the battery, uh, the Stream 2 had a user-removable battery. The Stream 3 has an internal battery. So like most modern devices, it is no longer a user-replaceable battery. That being said, that allowed us to put in a much bigger battery for the same size, as well as a, a battery that will be much more reliable. It will be less exposed to the environment and whatnot. So on the Stream 2, with a good battery, you had about 8 to 10 hours of reading time. On the Stream 3, you get about 15 to 16 hours. How long does it take to recharge if you do that? Three hours the, the charger would provide. With the built-in battery, you know, batteries don't last forever. Is that something that you can send your device back and get it replaced if after you've been using it for a few years and it needs replacement? 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, it, it will have to be sent in for repairs indeed. Uh, the good news for U.S. viewers is that we now have a facility in Florida that does those repairs. So uh, prior to about six months ago, when you had to send your device in, it had to be sent into Canada, which means it has to go through customs, takes a couple of days and all that. Now that we have a repair facility in Florida, uh, the device for U.S.-based customers are sent to Florida, which cuts down a little bit on time. Now, in terms of costs, um, I've uh, spoken with our servicing department and we haven't finalized the pricing yet, but it will be, uh, you know, it's about a half hour of work to open up the device, do the changes, pack it back up and everything. And then on the battery side, we'll be selling the battery for quite cheap. So uh, I'm trying to keep the cost under $100 for the uh, repair of the the replacement of the battery. That being said, a battery is good for about four to five hundred charge cycle before it has 80% capacity. That means that before you really need to replace it, you'll be able to charge it close to a thousand time. And provided that it's about 15 hours of listening time, that amounts to several years. So we're not expecting people to have to replace their batteries for at least five or six years before they uh, they need to be, to be replacing it. And by then, there'll probably be a new model. Well, hopefully, yeah. So it took 10 years to come out between the Stream 2 and the Stream 3. And honestly, it's a little bit too long to my liking. I would like to have a new Stream, uh, let's say, around or a little bit before 2030, so in seven years. And I guess with the wireless capabilities, that enables another great set of features, which you sort of brushed over, but maybe you can describe in more detail. So as far as the, the the wireless side of things, you know, and we we do see the stream as being a audio consumption sort of device. Um, in addition to having things on an SD card or recording notes and storing them locally or or moving books onto the device from your computer, we certainly know that in today's world, a lot is done over Wi-Fi. Many of us have Wi-Fi in our homes, and and wireless content consumption is is something we do quite a bit of. So. We have internet radio on the device, um, and Matt will touch on there is a big piece coming, not at the point of airing of this episode, but there will be an improvement to internet radio over previous versions of the stream uh, that will be short in arrival. But we have the ability to download podcasts. We also have the ability to download directly from the National Library Service here in the United States, the BARD service, so the Braille Audio Download Service, as well as directly from Bookshare. Or we can take advantage of the NFB Newsline content, uh, which I certainly read several newspapers a day, uh, thanks to NFB Newsline. So uh, additionally, we can look things up on Wikipedia or Wiktionary. So the online offerings um, certainly will be very similar to what was there on the Stream 3. They are identical at launch, but we'll start to look at some additions, both in the internet radio space, as well as in the implementation of Daisy online delivery uh, being added for other countries outside of the United States um, in delivering books uh, and content digitally. So Peter teased us with the enhancements that might be coming in terms of the radio. And Matthew, you got to describe that more for us? Yeah, so I can't speak too much about it right now. It will be announced probably somewhere in April or at the latest, I would say May. But we are working with a third-party provider to bring some more internet radio content on the stream. Uh, That'll include radio stations and podcasts. Now, you also talked about hooking up to a number of the blindness services like the National Library Service and Bookshare and the NFB Newsline, etc. And a lot of times you have to search for titles. How is that done? 
Yep. So basically, for your listeners who've had cell phones in the early 2000s, if you remember, there was a T9 method of text entry. So basically, what you'll do is you'll go to search books, and then you have a few options there. You can either search by category, which will be stuff like, you know, adventure, romance, and so on and so forth. You could uh, search by most popular, which will give you a list. Uh, You have a most recent category as well, which will give you all the recent publications. Or you can search the collection. And searching the collection, what that means is that it'll search both the title and the author, as well as the description of the book. And then you would use your keypad. So we have a number one through nine and then zero. And then, for example, for the letter C, you would press on number two three times. If you wanted the letter H, you would press on number four twice. This method of entry takes a little bit of getting used to at the beginning. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, when I came on board about two years ago and I started doing technical support on the Victor Reader stream, it would take me like two minutes to enter a short word. Uh, But towards the end, I was getting quite a bit of speed. And uh, I have some of my colleagues, and I'm sure Peter, it's the case for Peter as well, who can enter text at a phenomenal rate, but you get used to it. It, It's exactly the same letters as you would find on a phone keypad. Does it still come with a default list of favorites? So yeah, the internet uh, for internet radio stations and as well as podcasts, we do still have uh, a, a human recommended playlist and podcasts. Uh, for the launch, they'll be exactly the same. Uh, so it, whatever you would find on the stream two, you would find on the stream three. However, I'll put a little asterisk here is in that uh, moving forward, it is possible that we start adding some radio stations that will not unfortunately be supported on the Stream 2. The reason for that is that the Stream 3 is a much more modern platform, which has a more modern uh, codec set. And then what that means is that a lot of stations, in either internet stations or podcasts that wouldn't work on the Stream 2 are now going to work on the Stream 3. Is Eyes on Success still on your list of favorites? I would have to check, but I believe we are. And and you know what? I will check after this uh, recording. And if you're not, I'll make sure you're there. It's on. It's on. I'm an avid listener, so I can't wait to hear myself and show everybody that I uh, am back on Eyes on Success. And uh, it certainly is on our Humanware suggested playlist for the English podcast. Now, in terms of people who may have purchased one of these devices or will purchase one of these devices, I take it they will be eligible for all the firmware and other upgrades that come along as you guys modify the product. Yeah, for sure. So as always, uh, we will be providing free software updates. One thing to keep in mind for early adopters, for people who perhaps just recently bought one, have one in hand, basically, we almost started from scratch on this. So we really built it up from the ground up. So uh, for sure, if you have, you know, we're in early March as you're listening to this, and if you have one in your hands, it is possible that there's a couple of bugs, there's a couple of wrinkles here and there, uh, but we will be putting out updates quite frequently in the beginning. And then after that, once we've launched and smoothed out everything and we were feature complete and we're good, then uh, I'm aiming to have at least one or two releases a year with new features, quality of life improvements, and so on and so forth. And that's obviously free of charge for existing users. This sounds like a nice set of enhancements to what was already a very nice product. Is there anything we missed that you'd like to talk about? There's one piece uh, that that's pretty important. Uh, so previously, when you when you hooked up a Victor Reader Stream second gen to a computer, you would turn it on. And you weren't able to use the device. 
We are now supporting mass transfer protocol on the Victor Reader Stream 3. And what that allows us to do is connect the device and it will show up on your PC as an external drive. So you will both see the internal storage as well as the SD card if one is inserted. And you can do that even while the player is on. So it's going to make transferring content far simpler uh, from your computer to the device should you need to use that method um, or get content off of your device to your computer. So the supporting of MTP is something that we, uh, we heard, again, a lot of feedback about. And we know that having a device show up as an external drive is very convenient for, uh, for our users. And and one of the little things that I'd like to add is we've made some quality of life improvements. So as we mentioned before, we tried to keep the same user interface, both in terms of physical, the button placement and all that, but also in terms of the software. So people who are used to the stream too, you know, you'll find the same number one key to change bookshelves, the online key to switch between online and offline, the four and six to go back and forth to an eight to change navigation level. But one area that's changed is the settings menu. So the settings menu on the stream two was a little bit cumbersome to use. You had to press seven like several times. And if you went one too far, you had to press seven a whole bunch of times once again. Now we've changed it so that the the settings menu is more easy to navigate. You basically press seven once to get to your local options, which is the bookshelf you're in. And then seven a second time to go into the general settings. And then you can navigate using four and six, the pound key to confirm, the star key to go back, just like you would in uh, other places. So uh, we think that's going to be an improvement that will be very appreciated by users. And we've also added the voices directly onto the device. So you can now go into your settings menu and switch voices to your liking. So if you'd like to have an English voice and an Italian voice, or you'd like to have a Spanish voice and a German voice, whatever package you'd like, you'll be able to make yourself by downloading the voice directly onto the device in the settings. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the recently released Victor Reader's stream from HumanWare and how to contact them, including Matthew Paquette and Peter Tusick. Well, if people are interested in finding out more about any of HumanWare's products and or the Victor Reader stream 3 in particular, where would you direct them? We can either send an email to info at humanware.com and we'll be able to help you. Or you can visit our website at www.humanware.com. That's H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E.com. Do you have a social media presence? Yeah, for sure. So we're uh, mainly on Facebook. And these products are available worldwide. So the uh, U.S. launch has happened in February. And then this month in March, we're doing the global release. So for Canada, Europe, and Australia. If somebody wanted to reach either of you, could they do that? Absolutely. So if somebody uh, wants to reach me, my email address is peter, P-E-T-E-R, dot two six. So T is in Tom, U, C is in Charlie, I, C is in Charlie, at humanware.com. Yep. And if anyone wants to reach me, uh, my email address is Matthew. Now, keep in mind, it's a, a French name, so I'll spell it out. Uh, it's M-A-T-H-I-E-U dot pocket. So that's spelled P-A-Q as in Quebec, U-E-T-T-E 
at humanware.com. Feel free to send me an email and I'll get back to you uh, fairly fast. And in case you missed any of that in the audio, you can always find it in the show notes associated with this episode, which is episode 2311 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the recently introduced Braille Ignition Kits for Teachers of the Visually Impaired from the National Braille Press. The National Braille Press produces a variety of Braille books and manuals for all ages and interests. Now they've released a set of resource kits developed specifically for teachers of the visually impaired. We'll talk with Cassell Wilson, editorial director at the NBP, about what is in these resource kits and how they can be used effectively. And maybe you can join us on next week's episode by listening on your Victor Reader. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.